Kedu from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 12th of January 2023. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Nigeria's crude oil production increased to an average of 1.23 million barrels per day in January from 1.18 million in the previous month. The Nigerian Upstream Petroleum Regulation Commission disclosed this on Monday, the 9th of January. This is particularly interesting considering that the last highest output was in March 2022, when the country produced 1.24 million barrels per day. Last year, Nigeria failed to meet the production quota set by the organization Petroleum Exporting Countries due to some challenges including oil theft. But seeing as the year is off to a good start with a high production, we're hoping 2023 will be different. Meanwhile, things are not looking good in the health sector. Resident doctors have threatened to go on strike if the federal government does not meet their standards. On Tuesday, the 10th of January, Innocent Orge, uh, president of the Nigerian Association of the Resident Doctors, or NARD, addressed a letter to Osahi Inanir, the Minister of Health, saying that the body has issued an ultimatum to the federal government in six months ago on account of issues such as irregularities and an upward review of the Medical Residency Training Fund. Other concerns raised by the association include outstanding payment of the arrears of the new hazard allowance, non-payment of the skipping arrears for 2014, 2015, and 2016, and non-payment of the consequential adjustment of minimum wage to some resident doctors. NARD has given the federal government until the 28th of January to respond to its demands or deal with the strike. Moving on, on Saturday, the 7th of January, gunmen kidnapped 32 persons from a train station in Edo State. The abductees were said to have been waiting to board a train from the station Edo State to Delta State. The armed men came with cars and reportedly started shooting sporadically. The state police said that they later left with their victims by foot in the bush, but one managed to escape. The state police also said that one of the suspects had been arrested. On Monday the 9th of January, the Edo State government said that six people had been rescued and that the efforts are ongoing to retrieve the rest. Still on the subject of trains, but this time there's positive news. Babajide Sanweolu, the governor of Lagos, states that the state government has taken delivery of two new train sets for the first phase of the Blue Line Rail Train project. The governor made the announcement on Monday the 9th of January. For those who do not know, the Blue Line project is one of the six rail lines and monorails prescribed for Lagos in the state's strategic transport master plan. The construction has been divided into phases to ease implementation is expected to move more than 500,000 passengers when the entire line is completed. The first phase is a 13-kilometer stretch from Marina to Mile 2 and has five stations at Mile 2, Surwa Alaba, Orila Manganu, the National Theater and Marina. It is expected to transport about 200,000 passengers daily for Africa's most populous and congested city. This is a great effort in easing the transportation problem. And we have some interesting updates on the political world. The River State Government has failed a fresh criminal charge against Rotimi Amamichi, a former governor of the state and ex-minister of transportation. He was sued alongside Tony Cole, a governor candidate in the state, for allegedly selling off state assets. Uh, for those who do not know, Nisam Wike, the current River's governor, had set up a seven-man panel to probe Amichu over the alleged withdrawal of 96 billion naira, about $212 million, from the state's treasury during the latter's tenure as governor. The panel would also investigate issues surrounding the sale of assets by the former governor. Amichu has since insisted that he's not guilty of fraud and sent in an application challenging the probe. But the Supreme Court stuck out his application on this 27th of May, 2022. We will update you as the case develops. Now. Because Nigeria is in an election season, it's only fair we bring you updates. The federal government has ruled out the possibility of the forthcoming elections being canceled or postponed due to insecurity. 
On Tuesday the 10th, Lai Muhammad, the Minister of Information and Culture, said that there is no cause for alarm and all hangs are on deck to ensure peaceful and credible conduct on the polls. He said that in reaction to the reports, the Independent National Electoral Commission hinted that the elections face a serious threat of cancellation due to insecurity. With the waves of attacks all over the country, we hope the government sticks to the promises. Now let's look at the finance world. The Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, has threatened to penalize commercial banks that fail to comply with the directive of loading the redesigned Nera notes in their ATMs. Remember, the old notes would be valid until the 31st of January. Also, last week, the CBN ordered banks to stop dispensing the new currency notes over the counter and to only be made them available via ATMs, though some banks resist the new order. On Tuesday, the 10th of January, Ahmed Omar, a CBN director, said the CBN would monitor and ensure that banks comply, while those who don't face a penalty for non-compliance. Although he didn't state what kind of penalty, the CBN is known for imposing strict penalties on defaulting institutions. In some travel news, the Nigerian Immigration Service, or NIS, said that not less than 140,000 international passports are uncollected nationwide. On Wednesday, Tony Akunamein, the NIS spokesperson, said that about 40,000 of the total amount are in the Alusa passport office in Ikeja, Lagos, and that the majority of the uncollected passports had wrong phone contacts and untraceable addresses. Now, this is strange, considering a lot of Nigerians have laid complaints about how difficult it's been to collect their passports and how much time they have to wait. Moving on to the entertainment scene, there has been a lot of anchoring calls for the disqualification of Brimo the Singer from the 8th All-America Music Awards. Africa, excuse me, or Afrima, uh, over his hateful remarks about the Igbo tribe. On Sunday, the 36-year-old said the Igbo tribe was not ripe for presidency and went ahead to put out a derogatory post cursing the tribe. Now, Brimo has been very vocal about his support for Bola Tinubu, Yoruba, presidential candidate, and his comments were a swipe at the opposition, Peter Robi, an Igbo presidential candidate. Brimo and some other African artists were nominated under the Songwriter of the Year category at Afrima, which is scheduled to be held on Sunday the 15th of January. So far, he has refused to apologize for his comments, which has led to a growing petition titled Stop Brimo from Winning the All-Africa Music Award for Songwriter of the Year. Some music heavyweights have even referred to him as an ethnic bigot. We stand to see a peaceful community and do not tolerate hate speech. We will update you as the events unfold. Still on the entertainment scene, uh, but this time some gloomy news. We are sad to announce that Peace Aniyama Sigwe, the founder of the African Movie Academy Awards, or AMA, is dead. The filmmaker's death was announced on Tuesday, the 10th of January, after being in a coma since Saturday the 7th at the St. Nicholas Hospital in Lagos. Her close associates have said that she was critically ill, but the nature of sickness has not been disclosed. As AMA founder, Aniyama Sigwe's influence allowed her to pioneer the screening of Nollywood entrees, entires, entries, at international film festivals. She was also the president of the Association of Movie Producers and was recently appointed as chairman of the Federation of Nollywood Guilds and Association. Indeed, she achieved many things as a notable filmmaker and our thoughts are with her family and friends. And that's it for this week. We here at Rorschach are interested in learning, finding out new stuff and connecting, but also in spending less time on screens. Question, what about you? Are you listening just because you like this or is it part of an effort to spend less time on screens? Let us know at podcast at Rorschach.com. It would be helpful to us. Kao Day.